When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live around Australia on SEN, welcome to Off The Tee, talking all things golf with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Ah, yes, indeed. Welcome to Off The Tee for another week and what's been a very, very big week as they all are in the wonderful world of golf and there's no one better to go through all the doings that have been afoot than the former world number 16, the only man who's beaten Tiger Woods twice in two attempts uh, in match play golf. I speak, of course, of Nick, 2-0 and O'Hearn. Hello, mate. Good evening, Sam. Always a pleasure to chat golf with you on a Tuesday evening. There is a ton for us to get through, so we're just going to have to really push hard and, and, and push through, like uh, the players at, uh, at the, the Rocket Mortgage Challenge in the wet. <laughs> They've been, they've been playing a lot of rain lately. Uh, we've got that to wrap up. We've got Live to wrap up. Um, we've got the British Masters to talk about. We've got the US Senior Open. Uh, we've got a preview the Women's US Open at Pebble Beach, which is going to be good. And there's been a bit happening again in um, the Alliance. Uh, court documents leaking and the response to those and some of the information that's con- been contained therein was so explosive, Nick, okay. that for the first time, Tiger has spoken. So we'll get to all of that. Um, but why don't we start, uh, as we do every week, um, with, in a winning fashion, uh, let's start with Ricky Fowler. Or not. <laughs> Here we go. And Ricky returns to the winner's circle. Since his last win on Super Bowl Sunday in 2019, he's since become married to his wife, Allison, and became a father to his daughter, Maya, his sixth career win. What does this one mean to you? Uh, it's, it's hard to really put it all into words. Uh, obviously, a lot of good stuff this year and been playing some, some really good golf. So I knew it was just a matter of time with how I've been playing. And um, yeah, I, I've had a couple tough weekends where I've had a chance and you know US Open didn't get it done but um, at the end of the day getting to hold her and, and hang with Maya and my wife yeah winning's great but there's a lot more to, to life than that Ricky Fowler we spoke about him at length after the, the US Open and what might have been starts the day in the Rocket Mortgage Classic which certainly was every bit of that the three-way playoff is decided on the first hole of it Ricky Fowler, Adam Hadwin, and Colin Morikawa. Uh, Storylines everywhere through that trio. But let's start with Ricky Fowler, uh, Nick. Start of the day, one shot clear and was made to earn it every step of the way. What did you make of uh, the, the, the the final day and, and his performance? Yeah, he certainly was uh, made to earn it, as you said at the end there. It really was looking like uh, Adam Hadwin and Colin Morikawa were going to 
be in the playoff by themselves. But what a uh, what a birdie he made on the final hole, the seventy second hole, hit a beautiful wedge to three feet, just yeah. came up clutch. I mean, he had his chances on that back nine. Before that, he didn't birdie both par fives. I think it was 14 and uh, 17. Yeah, he three-putted 14, had an eagle putt. Mm, yeah, so that was a kind of a soft par, I guess you could say. And then he, mm. he missed the fairway in 17, uh, didn't hit a great second, didn't make the birdie, which everyone was basically making on that hole. So all of a sudden, he found himself one back. And to come through in the clutch like that, I mean, the tee shot on 18, he, I'm pretty sure he'll say, look, I, I pulled it <laughs> because it was only just right of a hazard running through yeah. the middle of the fairway, but... In that first cut of rough. Yeah, but you yeah. need those sorts of breaks. And as it turned out, being in the first cut of rough was very much to his advantage because he wasn't uh, he wasn't going to spin the ball back too much and he just hit a beautiful wedge, three feet, knocked it in. Hadwin had to make about a four-footer to get in the playoff at par as well. And it's funny, I mean, the last time Adam Hadwin was on at the end of a tournament on the, on the, on the 72nd hole. He got tackled yes. by a security guard. Canadian <laughs> Open, the, he yeah. of the, the infamous now, and will live on through <laughs> to the annals at the end of time in, in golf folklore, spear-tackled by a security guard trying to celebrate on the, at the Canadian Open. Yeah. But so a good comeback from it, him. It certainly <laughs> was. And, and Morikawa, good to see him been playing uh, playing well as well because he's been sort of a bit out of the loop for a little while now. He putted beautifully Didn't he? during this week. The one thing I noticed about Morikawa's putting was his tempo seemed to be a lot better than what it has been in the past. Sometimes he gets a bit slow on the takeaway yeah. and a bit quicker on the follow-through. I saw him uh, hit a few parts and I was like, okay, they've got a much better rhythm to it, uh, to his stroke, which was great. And and the way uh, Fowler came through in that playoff to make that, mm. what was it, 12, 15-footer, uh, it was all class. And you could see the other guys as well clapping uh, when he made the putt because they knew how much it meant to him and, and how much he's been out of the top yeah. zone for a while. I, I want to talk to you about a little bit more about him in a second, but um, just Hadwin's final round. So he has three birdies going out and then coming in, he equaled the lead with a birdie on 15, takes the equal lead uh, with a birdie on 17, pars 18 after his second shot just trickled on and he he um, was five under 67 when he finished. Um, Ricky was four under 68 for the final round and Colin Morikawa, four birdies on the front nine, six in 12, seven in 14, but he couldn't get another one until 17. He had that 10, 12-footer lip around to win it, mm. which would have given him an unassailable lead going on to the last hole. Had to settle for par, but a bogey-free eight under 64 round. I'm glad you mentioned that cut of rough because that came into play in a big way on the first hole of the playoff, which was the 18th hole again. So Morikawa and Hadwin... Uh, Penthouse, yes. position 1A in the fairway. And then where does Ricky go? Well, he, he bailed out right because he, yeah. he, he pulled the previous tee shot on the same hole left and wasn't his best swing of the day, but he got a bit of relief over there from casual water, I think it was, and he had a nice lie in the first mm. cutter rough. Beautiful shot. All Cup- trampled because yeah. the crowd had been there. A couple of bounces, not too much spin. And then we saw Hadwin hit into the into the green as well, and he just had too much backspin, sucked it back, and he gave him a great read because yeah. he was on the same line as Fowler. You could see Which Fowler stepping Which he didn't read... In. On, I want to say seventeen. Okay. No, uh, when 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 Ricky missed that. No, uh, it was on the fifteen. The par three fifteen. Their balls were pretty much in alignment. Hadwin gave him a read on the putt, and Ricky just went the complete opposite direction. <laughs> so he'd had that situation yeah. uh, a little earlier. But then Morikawa, what that shot might have been, mm. he'd been spinning. He'd been putting an enormous amount of spin on the ball with the soft greens, always overshooting pin, but getting it to rip back. That just wasn't allowed to bounce a second time. And no. where that would have ended up if it did, because it sailed probably 10 foot past. Yeah, it would have been close. Yeah. If it had had a softer first bounce, you're yeah. thinking, well, that's, that's almost stone dead. And he was staring it down too. You could see 
when it went over the green, he was in shock. He thought he'd hit a yeah. fewer shot. Maybe a little bit of adrenaline might have been a factor there as well. Yeah, he gave it an almighty ride. So Hadwin's putt shaves the edge of the hole. Morikawa duffed the chip. Sort of. It sort wasn't of. a great lie in there. He just didn't yeah. quite yep. get the connection he wanted. And then Ricky poured in that birdie putt. But it was those two approaches that – and we always say this every week – there's always a, a moment to every win. There's a, there, mm. there are moments, and, and he got to have a couple. Um, the first win since Super Bowl Sunday in, in 2019. So we spoke a lot about him last week, about everything that's you know, his career yep. has been and what it promised to be. So to get that win, I thought, was incredible. And we, in, instead of reheating old soup, I do want to ask you about him. So a lot of talk since then has been about he's made a, a pretty significant change to his swing Talk us through what you've seen from the early Ricky Fowler who promised we always thought it was going to be Ricky v. Rory um, in this head-to-head battle for, mm. you know, the world golf supremacy. And it didn't quite play out like that. No, it didn't. He's, he's always had a unique golf swing where mm. he, he took the club out. Well, the club head stayed outside his hands halfway back the very prominently, but almost not quite as much as Matt Wolf, but in a similar fashion. Then he would get the club around him quite a bit. So it was really quite flat, very, very mm. flat for a, a professional golfer. One of the flattest I've seen, maybe Matt Kuchers, the only other person with as flat a golf swing. But his right elbow was really tucked in. So what that can lead you to on the, on the transition and the downswing is just to get a little bit stuck. And I think that's where the problem had been coming from the last few years. Been working hard with Butch Harmon. Mm. And really it's all been in that takeaway. He feels the takeaway a bit more connected. The club head's more on the line of his feet halfway back. Yeah. It's not so far outside. And then that just helps him uh, to swing his arms a bit more vertically and he gets in a great position at the top and away he goes. Just basically what it means is on the downswing, his hands and his arms are more in front of him and he's able to control the club head a little bit better. Uh, it had to be the bridesmaid at the US Open and, and this would, wouldn't um, ease the pain, mm. but it would just give... Slight relief. Well, it's great that he won so soon, yeah. straight after, because he's, it's been coming. And, it, and he said yeah. in, in the interviews, look, I, I know it's coming, I just don't know when. And, and the thing about him, he's had six wins on the PGA Tour, won the players, uh, including mm. the players, but five of them have come in playoffs. Yeah, he's, he's, great he's a playoff play. king yeah. almost, yeah. Uh, do you like him at Royal Liverpool? Uh, I do. Yeah, he yeah. loves links golf courses. Yeah. Uh, he loves playing in the wind. He can he can flight the ball up mm. and down and, and control j- the trajectory. So I'm, I'm, I fancy his chances. And I'm looking forward to seeing if he makes the Ryder Cup team as well. Colin Morikawa. So this, this, I find this guy fascinating. Um, two majors in his first two years on tour. That, that He's always been compared to Tiger since that, and that is Tiger-esque. He was looking for his first tour win, though, since that second major, which was the, the British Open. Um, two years ago, he started his career with 22 cuts made. That's second only to Tiger. <laughs> and he has two majors in those five PGA Tour wins. He's lost three playoffs too. So on the flip side of what you were saying about Ricky. So this year sort of feels like he could be back. And um, Tournament of Champions, he was bogey-free through the first through the first 54 holes. And then John Rahm got him. And that second is his fifth top 10 now this season. His full swing episode is what I found fascinating. So to me, he looked like a guy, because I had him in comparison to Tony Finau. Yep. He looked like a guy who was doing everything in the golfer's life other than actually play golf. <laughs> so he's got the private jet, he's in these in-depth yeah. meetings about the outfits he's going to wear each day. Each day of a major, they're planning it out and they're matching patterns to pants and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. He's shooting basketball. So the life and the trappings at, in your mid, early to mid-20s, it felt like that's what I was really seeing from Morikawa. Mm. 
it feels like that the, the hunger. He spoke once on the private jet about I don't ever want to not like winning is everything. Yeah, and it feels like that seems to be the focus again. Well, I, I doubt if he ever lost. No, that I know, focus. but you know what I mean. Like the perception. The perception is these guys they fly around. You know, it's mm. a glamorous lifestyle. No one sees the hours and hours of practice that goes into no. it. Um, and in any sport, to be honest, whether it be football, cricket, or golf, whatever. The amount of hard work that goes into it for the finished product to look so polished is what people just don't see. And it's the same with Ricky Fowler. I mean, he's one of his sort of uh, criticisms over the years was mm. he's, he's, a, he's a sponsorship king. You know, he, has, <laughs> he, he, he wears so many logos and he has to do a lot of outings and that sucks up a lot of his time. And, you know, he, he really had to rededicate himself to getting better. And that's what he has done the last few years, which is fantastic. And as he said in his interviews, you know, for him, there's more to life than golf. So uh, he's got a great life balance. He's got a child. He's married and, uh, and enjoying things. He's now up to 23rd in the world. Um, end of 2022 is 103rd. So it's, it, it's a resurgence mm. by every measure. And Colin Morikawa was starting to work his way back up. Was 11th at the end of last year, got to 20th and now... Uh, back to 18 uh, in the world. So two that I think you absolutely – and we always say that after every tournament looking to the next major, but did you see from Colin Morikawa what you want to see to maybe get number three? Oh, for sure. He's he's always been one of the best ball strikers in the world. Iron from, from – off the tee, he's solid. He's not that. Lo- he's not as long as some, but he's still a good driver of the ball. Mm. But his irons, he he separates himself with his iron play. And really, for Morikawa, it just depends on how he puts. And he had a great putting week there in Detroit. And any time he has a great putting week and he gets a positive in the strokes gain department with his putting, he's going to be in the top ten, no doubt at all. But that is his weakness: is his putting and a bit of his short game as well. So once he gets that going, look out. Uh, we're off and running on off the tee. That's our drive done. We'll play our second shot. On the other side of this, uh, Live Golf, what a week that was. Uh, We've got British Masters to talk about and US Open seniors, and then we'll preview the Women's US Open as well. Still plenty more to come on Off the Tee. SEN's Crunch Time, covering footy's biggest issues every Saturday morning. Port Adelaide's Ken Hinkley. I've never been any different. I'm too emotional sometimes. I'm invested in the the whole thing and I I can't go any other way. If if I can't enjoy a celebration with the team and the boys at the end of the game, but like the rest of the coach, I'm going to walk away from the game because it doesn't mean enough to me. And I think currently it means more than it's ever meant, so that probably keeps you going. Berwick Motor Group, Zito Power Tools. All day, every day. Crunch Time, Saturday mornings on SEN. Hello, Frank Walker from National Tiles. National Tiles relentlessly check and lock prices on many of our most popular tiles at more than 20% below the market every day of the year. Here's proof. Sensational 600 by 600 baseline floor tiles. Best market price, $39.95. National Tiles checked and locked price, $24.95. That's way more than 20% saving every day of the year. Only at National Tiles. Go on a sexy splurge at Sexyland this end of financial year. Grab up to 70% off Australia's biggest range of adult toys, couples games, lingerie and sexual wellness products. Sexyland, something real sexy for everyone. 11 stores in Melbourne and Geelong, open till midnight, seven days a week. Or shop online for two-hour delivery at sexyland.com.au. 
Are you a tradie, corporate or work roadside and looking for quality workwear that gets the job done right the first time? Worklocker, Caram Downs and Pakenham have all the best brands you're looking for, including FXD, Steel Blue, Cat, Bisley, Hard Yakka, King G Blunston, Mongrel and heaps more. They also provide in-house embroidery and digital printing for full control of your uniform orders. Worklocker, Caram Downs and Pakenham. Unlocked, stocked and full of value. Workwear for wherever you work. Visit worklocker.com.au. It's Tyre Power's Big Winter Safety Sale. Get better grip and a safer drive this winter with a new set of Falcon Eco Run tyres from Tyre Power. Right now, you can buy three and get one free on Falcon ZX ZE310R Eco Run tyres for passenger and selected SUV vehicles. That's buy three and get one free on selected Falcon tyres, but only at Tyre Power and only until the end of July. Get the power of a safer drive this winter. Visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191 for your local independent owner. When it comes to your car, you only get out what you put in. So put in Shell V-Power 98 Premium Fuel and get unbeatable protection. Get greater efficiency. Get even better performance. Get a change of scenery. Get out of town. Get ready. Get set. Go with confidence. And fuel the feeling with Shell V-Power. Claims compared to lower octane fuels or previous Shell V-Power fuel formulations. Visit shell.com.au for details. Turbin Brothers Funerals wear their heart on their sleeve. Their clear and easy-to-use website and memory maker app make it easy for families to make an informed decision. Here's James McLeod, Managing Director of Turbin Brothers Funerals. We pride ourselves on being the most transparent funeral company. All pricing on goods and services are available on our website. It's all there for you to see and make very informed decisions when planning a loved one's funeral. Visit turbanbrothers.com.au. Turban Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. This radio station endorses the commercial radio codes of practice which have been registered by the Australian Broadcasting Authority. The codes relate to taste and decency, accuracy and fairness in news and current affairs, advertising, Australian music content and complaints handling. Copies of the codes are available by contacting this radio station or Commercial Radio Australia on 02-9281-6577. If you feel a code of practice has been breached and you wish to register a complaint, your complaint should be made in writing. See the complaint section at sen.com.au. You're listening to Off The Tee with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Listen back to any part of the show you might have missed by subscribing to the Off The Tee podcast. Sergio must make this little stubby chip that he's got. Let's see if he wants to fly again or right. Sergio. Oh, he had a good line. It was a gallant effort by Sergio Garcia. But Taylor... Well, that's not the right audio of Taylor <laughs> Gooch's winning putt at Valderrama. This is. If he can put this one away, he is the Live Golf League champion in Andalusia. He sends it on his way. Oh, oh goodness! Taylor Gooch is the Live Golf League's road warrior. First Adelaide, then Singapore, and you can add Andalusia in beautiful southern Spain. A third victory for Taylor Gooch in 2023. An extraordinary performance once again.
A uh, man that's dominating live golf and not just winning, but he's beating the best. Uh, he was taking on Bryson DeChambeau and uh, really more head-to-head, but Brooks Kepka was coming as well. It's his third win, as you said. They've all been outside the U.S., so another $4 million first prize. Um, on his... Uh, he, he just is in a vein of form that... Mm. No matter what tour you're playing in, Nick... You, you beat what's in front of you, and he's beating them every other week. That's all you can ever ask, really. Yeah. Is, uh, look, if someone's got to win, and well, why not it? Why not it? Him, basically. So uh, he's playing some great golf. He's Caddy Mel Baker, an Australian. He's loving life mm. at the moment as well because he's getting ten percent of what is it? Three wins at four million. That's twelve million. So he's get one point two million US just for the three wins, plus all the team money as well. So he's yeah. loving it. Uh, I saw Team Talk. Took out the win, which was great for especially for the local David Puig, the Spaniard. You've talked a fair bit about him about being one of the most promising prospects mm. in golf. He's a very, very much an up and comer that people should look out for. And uh, the only thing about Liv is you're never quite sure what it means. And and you know we've yeah. spoken about this in length before, where yeah, it's 54 holes. There's no cuts. There's no grind going, but. Uh, as the majors have prune, uh, proven with Brooks Kepka and so on, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, these guys are still very, very good players. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they haven't gone away. And obviously with what's going on with the PGA Tour now, it's, it seems as though we're going to get to see a bit more of them as well. Well, I, I think what we do know is that because we've had uh, three majors now to ascertain whether there'd be a drop-off or not, and the answer has been a resounding not because a lot of live guys are featuring at the very pointy end. And as we know, Brooks Kepka won the Masters. So now that we know that there's been no real drop-off in their standard, I think it stacks up, this mm. win. That When you're speaking about Ryder Cups to come, I mean, you know, Taylor Gooch has surely got to be, at least there's got to be a conversation about this man. Mm. Oh, I, I think so, yeah, for sure. The, the only difficulty there is where do you fit him in the Ryder Cup team for the US? Because That's a they, good point. Because they are so strong. I was looking at the rankings earlier, and, I mean, the, the top six who are automatic are Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Kepka. Kepka's in there now, obviously. Mm. Uh, Shoffley, Cantlay, and Homer. They're six automatics. And then you look at the next six and you think, well, who are you going to leave out? I mean, we've got Keegan Bradley, Jordan Spieth, Morikawa, Cam Young, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler. And Justin Thomas isn't even in that list. So you're mm. thinking, okay, if we're going to have Kepka in there from Liv, what about DJ? What about Bryson? What about Gooch? So where are they all going to fit yeah. in? Zach Johnson, I wouldn't want to be him as captain. He's got some decisions to make. It's actually a great problem to have, <laughs> isn't it? It um, is. You mentioned, uh, so Cam Smith finished uh, 12th at one under. Matt Jones, uh, 17th. Leishman, 29th. Jed Morgan, 45th. Um, that course was stunning, and the crowds were big. Um, the team event won by talk, as you, as you mentioned. That's Neiman, Munoz, Pereira, Puig. Uh, Puig? Puig. Puig, okay. Yeah. Uh, they uh, beat. They uh, were five shots clear of the range goats, which is Gooch, Watson, uh, Peters, uh, Varna, the third, and Crushers were in third, DeChambeau, Lahiri, Casey, and Howell, the third, and Ripper, who were sitting in fourth on day two, ended up being 10th out of 12th. And next up, they're in London in three days' time, which is where it all started. Mm. Yeah, they did, didn't it, a year ago? Um, let's quickly mention this man. Numbers again are going to tell the story for Bernard Langer. Number 46 for the 65-year-old Bernhard Langer. Number one on the all-time list. What a performance this was. Tactical to the end.
What more can you say about a man that's had it all said about him, Bernard Langer winning the 43rd US Senior Open? He is uh, a, f- a freak, uh, quite simply, because at age 65, I don't know how many times he's broken his age now. It'll be several times, I imagine. 12 major wins on the seniors tour, 46 wins to overtake Halu. And, I mean, that is just longevity at its finest. And the thing about Bernard is... I've played with him over the years and practice rounds as well, and he grinds during the week on the practice rounds. I mean, we're talking serious grinding out there, detailing every part of the golf course, and he does that week in, week out. And what did he turn pro when he was 15 or 16? So he's going on almost 50 years as a professional golfer. That is a lot of dedication to your work. How the Aussies go? Uh, Aussies there, well, Rod Pampling had a great uh, start to the week. He was he leading after round one, was up there, I think, second after round two. But unfortunately, in round three, he had a bad day playing with Bernard. But he finished 27th along with Richard Green, tied for 27th as well. Also, the New Zealander, Steve Olker, had a good result as well. He uh, tied for six in that regard. We did forget to mention, actually, earlier, Cam Davis at the Rocket Mortgage had a tied 17th as yeah, well, Yeah, he did. It was, way, a great, so. it was the only Aussie to make the cut. He was. Um, those who missed, um, Harrison Endicott, Cam Percy, and uh, Aaron Baddeley as well. When we come back, we've got to touch on Daniel Hillier, what mm. he was able to do, the New Zealander. Uh, we have a look ahead to the, uh, the Women's US Open. Uh, at Pebble Beach, which is just phenomenal. We spoke about it last week, Nick, that, you know, the investment uh, or the, 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 the raising in the investment of money that's going into the majors, especially in women's golf, and now the venues that they're um, being booked to play at. It, it's such a positive time in, in the world of women's golf. And it's, it's for some long overdue, but better late than never is what we're saying. And um, the players are, are just so much more... Not that they weren't originally, but you can hear it when they speak about the weeks ahead, ahead of the last major uh, and ahead of this, what it means to be playing at at these courses. It isn't lost on them, the big leap that this is in where um, they sit in the world of golf. So we'll we'll give a good preview to that. Uh, There's a bit of controversy too in some of these documents that are coming out of one of the antitrust lawsuits that aren't going away. Okay, I look forward to filling me in on all that. Yeah, I'll get you across it. Well, Tiger's finally spoken, so whenever he speaks, we listen. Well, he's tweeted. Um, so that's all still to come on off the tee. Well, that's our second shot uh, in the book. We'll come back and uh, play our third. Did we hit the green? We're just off. We've got just to off. play a nice chip. Okay. We'll do that next. <laughs> the driver's seat. With Stephen Johnson and Matt McKeldin. Gen 3 has brought in a new era for supercars and seven-time champ Jamie Winkup thinks it's a good thing. You see some high-quality teams and drivers up the front one race and then qualifying and then right down the back in the next. That's just how close it is. You don't quite get it right and boom, overall, the cars look fantastic. They sound great uh, and the racing's been extremely good and we've had plenty of different winners, which is um, which is a good thing. Listen live or whenever you want on demand with the Driver's Seat app. Whether it's been a big weekend... Or a big weekend of NRL. And Jerome Luai hit the rise. That picks up a try. SEN has you covered. Catch up on all the scores in the time it takes to make your morning coffee with SEN's The Day's Play. Our team of expert commentators go over the results, cover the big talking points, plus share the match highlights as called on SEN League. SEN's The Day's Play, your one-stop podcast channel to catch up on every sport called by SEN. When celebrating a loved one's life, You want to deal with someone who's compassionate, open and honest. Here's James McLeod, Managing Director of Turbin Brothers Funerals. As we've said on numerous occasions, we pride ourselves on being very transparent. We've cared for 265,000 client families 
over the last 85 years. We're proud of the trust that Victorians have placed in us. Visit turbanbrothers.com.au. Turban Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. When it comes to joist hangers, strap bracing and metal connectors, Pasload's cordless positive placement nailer owns the job. It's fast and accurate. For quick wins on site, get on to Pasload's new PPN Master. Last chance end of financial year sale is now on at Designer Appliances. Save on leading brands like Vintech, Electrolux, Fisher & Paykel and more. Hurry limited time only. Plus, buy now, pay later. Visit your local gallery or designerappliances.com.au. When it comes to your car, you only get out what you put in. So put in Shell V-Power 98 Premium Fuel and get unbeatable protection. Get greater efficiency. Get even better performance. Get a change of scenery. Get out of town. Get ready. Get set. Go with confidence. And fuel the feeling with Shell V-Power. Claims compared to lower octane fuels or previous Shell V-Power fuel formulations. Visit shell.com.au for details. Fentry Gully Hyundai is your all-new premier destination for all things automotive. Their brand-new state-of-the-art showroom features a huge selection of Hyundai vehicles, including stylish sedans, versatile SUVs, even fuel-efficient hybrids, all at a price you'll love. Match that with their team's expert knowledge and leading finance options. It's the pinnacle of auto service. Fentry Gully Hyundai, where exceptional cars make exceptional service. Drive-in store at 875 Burwood Highway, Fentry Gully. LMCT 11061. This is Ben Reid. Some people selling property right now are achieving incredible results, while others have been on the market for months and still haven't sold. If you want to know why, read our booklet, Fatal Real Estate Traps Exposed. Find out how to avoid costly mistakes and get the best price when selling your home. Download a copy right now at ianreid.com.au or call us on 9430 0000 and we'll send you a copy in the mail. Ian Reid Vendor Advocates. Go on, ring us. I always wanted kids. Having a family was the dream. I guess I just never found the right person to do it with. For a while, it did really upset me. But then I thought, you know what? I can do it on my own. So I... What happens next is up to you. Because the only way her story continues is with you. Donate sperm at Monash IVF and make the dream of having a family more than just a dream. Visit monashivf.com today. You're listening to Off The Tea with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Listen back to any part of the show you might have missed by subscribing to the Off The Tea podcast. Good fortune about the first one, but that was absolutely rock solid. So Daniel Hilliard survives a nervous moment uh, on 18 and did enough to train a really tricky par putt. He went five under in the last four holes, Nick. He eagled both of the par fives in an, in, on either side of a birdie uh, to win the British Masters. Um, there were seven players, six players tied for the lead going into the final day, and he was able to run them all down and, and hold them out. 
Yeah, in a way, he came out of nowhere because he wasn't yeah. get much coverage on the uh, on the TV. But when he, we didn't even see him eagle fifteen, I think. But he made a nice birdie on sixteen, where he's in a fairway bunker, hit a great wedge shot there, and then hit two absolute beautiful shots into the par five seventeenth. Drains that putt, and all of a sudden they're going, "Oh my gosh, he's got a two shot lead." We need to find out who this guy is. <laughs> and he made a very very good two putt from the back edge uh, yeah. on the final hole. That 18th hole of Belfry is just such a divvy. It's just an awkward hole. It's much easier for a right-hander than a left-hander. It's kind of a blind tee shot. You've got to hit over water. You know if you go left, you're in the water. If you go right, there's a bunker there waiting for you, and uh, you just got to trust the goal swing. And then it's not over. You've got to hit a heck of a second shot to keep it on the right level of the green. You've spoken before about playing um, Memorial, um, Jack Nicholas's event, mm. and how intimidating that can be when you're going up at it and you can see him sitting just off the side <laughs> of the green. Well, Nick Faldo, this is his event, and he's sitting right there. I can only imagine what Daniel Hilly is feeling, get to meet him afterwards and, and get congratulated. But I could imagine that's also pretty daunting. I think six-time major winner mm. is, is Nick, and he's right there as you're trying to well, <laughs> claim and, and the a other pretty thing important is, title in your uh, rookie season on the DP Tour. And, and if he's in the room, well, you've got to call him Sir Nick, by the way. Yes. He, he likes to be known as Sir oh, he Nick. He does too, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a... He's a weird cat, Stickler. let me tell you. Stickler. <laughs> a little bit. But that's what made him so great in, in yeah. you know, with his career and how many, what do you win, six majors and just a, you know, the, 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 best, uh, the best golfer to come out of the UK. I loved that at Minwoo Lee, um, he finished uh, tied for 15th and um, he's fifth on the uh, road to Dubai money order. Um, Daniel Hillier now is inside the top 20 as well, which is big for him. But did you see that around the green, Minwoo Lee, Dave Michaluzzi, I think Blake Windred was there, even though he missed the cut, cheering him on and, and really excited to see. I mean, he's a Kiwi, but they're our cousins yeah, across well, the ditch. And those guys were genuinely pumped up for him and celebrated with him. Yeah, they've known him for a long time, obviously, 10, 15 years. I saw Minwoo there. I didn't realise Michaluzzi was next to him until later when I yeah. saw, uh, he saw, was the, saw the replay. He was the saw the video. That, so he's the... <laughs> he's, he's, that's him. He's doing that. He's the one doing yeah. it. No, no. That was, but it's such a great win for Daniel. He's a young player out of New Zealand, as you said. He got his card through the Challenge Tour. He's won there the last couple of years. So now he's got fully exempt status for the next two years. And from what I saw of the coverage, he's a tall, strapping young man and mm. hits the ball an absolute mile and looks to be a star of the future. We're at iconic Pebble Beach oh, yeah. for the Women's US Open. Um, this uh, tournament, um, this field, this venue, what an occasion this is shaping up to be. Can you remember in a time where you felt like that the women's golf world was so, um, it's so evenly placed? Like the, the, you, there's not one, I mean, yes, there's a world number one, but, but there, that, 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 that it's so deep. The talent runs so deep and the chances in this, I mean, you could spend a whole other show trying to go through it, but, geez, they, they have just got such a, a plethora of talent and anyone capable of winning this major. Oh, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, Jin Young Ko, what did she just break the world, the, the record for most weeks at number one? But yep. right behind her is Nellie Cordia, Lydia, Ku, uh, Lydia Ko, Lilia Vu, Running Yin, who we saw win the other week. Minji Lee, Atiyah yep. Titikal. I mean, there's just so many great players. Leona Maguire's there. And, 
I, you're right, I haven't seen uh, the list if you go down. Almost the top 20 ladies, it's so deep. You throw a blanket ha- over them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas before it was usually, there was three or four and you go kind of, not the rest, but there was, yeah. there was a separation. Now there's not much separation at all. And when you go to such an iconic venue like Pebble Beach, as you mentioned, you're going to just licking your lips going, who is going to separate themselves from the rest and who's going to play this golf course in the best fashion because it is such a unique property and you'll see so many drone views because it's just, oh. it's, a, it's a magnificent place Monterey, to play golf. Yeah. Uh, coast uh, in... Where, 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 Carmel. 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 Which, Some of the which area? Of... Which, which, uh, north... Uh, north of LA, yeah, yeah, yeah north yeah. of LA, and sort of halfway in between San Fran and yeah, it's probably about uh, I think it's two or three hours south of San Francisco. Yeah, it's extraordinary terrain Just and and quite dramatic. And the scary thing is, setting. it's not the best course in the area because next door is Cypress Point, <laughs> which is number one uh, course in the world according to the top one hundred golf courses. So, mm. what's the secret to Pebble Beach? That's a good question. Uh, distance control is massive around there because the greens are quite small, not very big, and they are power, power anagrass, which – so the putting, it can be a challenge because late in the day they get bumpy and a bit spongy and the ball can yeah. just go everywhere. So you've got to have a lot of patience, but you've also, most importantly, got to keep the ball under the hole there. Because they're small greens, you're going to get some very, very quick downhill chips, downhill putts. So you want to be below the hole as much as you possibly can – Look, the, the women, they, they very rarely miss fairway, so that won't be an issue. But how long they make the golf course for them, I don't know where they're going to put the tees for them. But it's not traditionally a very long golf course. But it's the, the closing holes from about, you know, from the short par 3-7th. I mean, that's a fascinating hole down the hill. Eight across the chasm there, nine, ten, and then you make your way back from there. It's just a, just a brilliant finish, especially, you know, 17 and 18. We've seen so many historic golf shots hit over those couple of holes over the years. Uh, so the Aussies in contention, we've got five who are going to tee off uh, in a couple of days' time. Uh, Minji Lee, obviously the defending champion uh, of the 2022 uh, US Women's Open. Hannah Green, who um, won the uh, the Women's PGA in 2019. Grace Kim, uh, who was the highest placed Australian in the uh, the Women's PGA last uh, two weeks ago when she was tied for 14th. Gabby Ruffles and an amateur. Um, who I don't know much about, Nick. Madison Hinson Tolchard or Tolkard? Tolchard? That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, we'll go with that. Um, 21 years of age, an All-American out of Oklahoma State University. So what an occasion for her. So the five Aussies, but let's just start with Minji Lee, the defending champion. Well, I mean, if you've ever watched Minji play golf, you think, how does she ever hit a bad shot with that golf swing? It's one mm. of the best golf swings in the world. Again, she's starting to come back into some form of late after struggling earlier in the year, and, and I think she's got a great shot at this title. Uh, sixth on tour for greens in regulation. You've spoken about the tightness of mm. the greens um, at Pebble Beach. That's going to hold her in, some, in pretty good stead. Very much so, yeah. As I said, distance control and keeping the ball under the hole is so, so important there. And, uh, you know, we've almost got a, a clone in the golf swing of Hannah Green, very similar to Minji Lee's swing as well. And she's one of the best ball strikers. I know you're going to talk about Hannah. But, uh, yeah. again, her form has been a little bit sporadic of late. She didn't have a great... Uh, uh, major in, in the last event, but you never no. know with Hannah. She can just pick it up uh, at the drop of a hat. Uh, earlier this year, won the JM Eagle uh, LA Championship. So has uh, had a win this year, but um, her, yeah, you, you spoke about her iron play, which especially in the wind too, your control of your irons, that coastal gale that can come in off there, um, that will hopefully be of advantage to her. I'm really excited about Grace Kim. 
interesting that when we, when I interviewed her the other week, Nick, and you can catch up on that, sen.com.au, just seems so assured. And the performance um, finishing tied for 14th at the, the women's PGA was every bit of that. Um, I just I just got a feeling. Just got yeah. a feeling. Yeah, it might not be a win, but it'll certainly be name up in lights again. Yeah, she's, she's got a great all-around game, a wonderful short game, beautiful putter. And from tee to green, you think, again, I mean, it's just rock solid. So... She's having the uh, a career season so far. Still only very young, yep. obviously, but uh, three so much twenties in the last four starts. Yeah, so much to look forward to with her career going forward. And whether it happens this week or not, that's okay. But it's just great experience to, for her to play yep. these big events on these uh, big stages. How good would it be if they paired her and Rose Yang oh, together, the US rookie, mm. um, who's going to be a star as well? Gabby Ruffles, um, so tied, uh, who's 193rd in the world. Her best finish was in 2020. She tied for 13th, and she tied for 13th. Um, uh, yeah, tied for 13th in the 2020 uh, US Open. So, and sorry, tied for 24th uh, at the Women's PGA. So, uh, played well. Yeah, she's uh, she's played quite a number of majors already. I think she's had six top 25s in her career for such a young uh, young professional now and obviously played mm. a number of those when she was an amateur. And her and Rose Zhang were really going head-to-head. I mean, they mm. were, both played the US Open, uh, US amateur final when Rose defeated Gabby Ruffles. So, she knows a lot about her and... Uh, her game is just very rock solid again. She had another really good week in the last major, and uh, she's just she's just uh, making some great inroads. You know, every time you see her, she's just getting better and better and better. And it's kind of it's a bit of a slow burn in a way. She's not really making dramatic leaps. She's just getting slightly better every week, and that's what you really look for in a young pro's career. She's also played the TaylorMade Golf Pebble Beach Invitational twice, and there's a, th- a line of thought that. That's going to be an advantage because some of the, the pros, in, including some of the top-ranked players, who have never played it before. So they'll get a look, obviously, in, in warm-ups and stuff, but that co- bit of course knowledge. Oh, for sure. Experience is everything around uh, Pebble Beach because there are certainly some places you do not want to go. And, you know, you have your practice rounds to figure those things out, but the more golf you've played there previously, the better off you're going to be. Uh, and Madison Hinson Tolchard uh, is a Western Australian amateur too, uh, but doing really good things on, on the college circuit. So um, won the Big 12 Conference individual title, finishing a tie for sixth at the Augusta Women's Invitational and finished solo fourth at the NCAA Division I Championship. So we wish her all the best as well. Who's your tip uh, for the winner and then best placed Aussie? Ooh, that's a good one, isn't it? Uh... You know, I'd normally say Nellie Corder in something like this, but her form hasn't quite been there of late. She didn't play. Did she miss the cut at Bolsa's role, didn't she, I think? But I think uh, so, yeah. I've got to go on Aussie and Minji Lee. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say that Grace Kim is going to mm. be the best-placed Aussie. Okay. Uh, I'd love to see Minji Lee go back-to-back. Um, the, the family are doing brilliant things at the moment, and yep. I reckon there's a bit of competitive stuff between the two of them. So okay. yeah, um, men were getting a lot of attention at the moment. <laughs> they don't mind throwing a few barbs at each other in, in good Indeed. fun. Um, but I'm actually going to back in Nelly Corder. Okay. Again, I, I think that, you know, rank number two in the world, mm. and this is a big occasion. She's spoken a fair bit about how this is how important this is to be. Um, she would have been really filthy on her performance at the Women's PGA and I think will bounce back substantially. I know it's repeating what I said two weeks ago, but I honestly think that she'll bounce back in a big way. Um, Just before we uh, head into our fourth shot Mm. uh, and our fourth segment, uh, your tip of the week, the mulligan this week as well. And if we've got time, we'll add another element to uh, the the ultimate goal that we're building. So the news around the commercial alliance at the PIF, the PGA and the DP, they've got uh, entered into a 
not a merger, even though they use that language themselves. It is uh, an alliance. So uh, the stories of the week are that there's documents that are finding their way out into the public forum. First tweeted out by golf podcaster and tweeted Desert Duffer, uh, LLG on Twitter. Uh, Antitrust lawsuit filed in Palm Beach, Florida by Larry Clayman, who's Patrick Reed's lawyer, but it's not actually on behalf of Patrick Reed. He's seeking class action status on behalf of golf fans and he believes the PGA's bans on live players prevented fans from getting the best possible players competing against each other and therefore the best product. So this is one of the lawsuits that won't go away because they've dropped all legal action against each other, the PIF um, and the PGA Tour. Um, So the documents have provided some compelling viewing. Amongst a few of those things was essentially that the PGA Tour at one stage before Liv came into being, when they had a deal going in 2020, essentially looking to buy the DP World Tour Mm. or a controlling interest, despite the documents showing. And these have been verified by mainstream media as well, including Sports Illustrated. Um, They described the the European Tour Group as an underinvested and borderline distressed asset, but they wanted to enhance that relationship by getting control of the European uh, side of the Ryder Cup. Um, it would have been a very hefty revenue boost. The Ryder Cup all, uh, pretty much subsidises the DP World Tour over the four-year period for each uh, biannual event. Um, the circuit loses money in non-Ryder Cup years. So essentially the PGA Tour are keen to buy it or buy into, uh, take on their debt and have a controlling interest in that tour. And they actually had written agreements signed up for that. Then they would have got the revenue boost because they don't get much of the cut, the PGA Tour, from from the Ryder Cup. They get a percentage of the TV rights, but... They don't really get a whole lot of uh, that pie. Um, It also revealed that despite the strategic alliance that the two tours struck in 2020, in 2021, uh, Keith Pelley, the DP World Tour CEO, was actually engaged in dialogue with, and in the emails, uh, a Majed, um, which I'm assuming is CEO of Saudi Golf and Live Managing Director Majed Al-Saroor, and Yasir, um, who I'm assuming is Yasir Al-Rumayan, about working together about establishing a, a better relationship. And so much so that he was sending emails, according to these documents, he was sending emails to Jay Monaghan, the, <laughs> the, the, the commissioner of the PGA, to, a, to edit them. And he was editing the wording, the spelling, the grammar. And that was six months before Live launched. And, and some of these documents were showing that prior to the Live um, agreement, that the DP and PGA Tour... They were making deals that weren't actually backed by the players and the player representation. Um, Tiger Woods' name gets brought into this because apparently at a 2022 meeting ahead of the uh, the farmers or the travellers, sorry, mm-hmm. there was um, key points that they wanted him to um, reiterate that Jay's the man for the fight and everyone should do what Tiger's doing and that's to tell them to go F themselves and <laughs> they had all these different things to th- you know thump the desk and rally the troops kind of thing. Well, Tiger's come out and said that in a tweet, and it's the first time he's actually spoken about this whole thing. Yes. <laughs> that he has no knowledge of those talking points, and it's the first time he's ever read them, and he wasn't even at that meeting. Well, so it's distancing himself yeah. from the establishment is mm. the way that I read it. It wasn't the Delaware delegation where he was there with Ricky and, and, and Rory and all that. But he said he wasn't at this meeting. That's just the broad strokes. It's worth reading them. It's worth going and having a look at all of them. What, what's your impressions of the broad strokes I've just given you and what you've read about it? Well, I haven't read a lot about it. I've, I knew about the Tiger thing, and, and I've been a bit surprised that he hasn't come out and, and said anything as of yet, uh, mm. except what, what you just reiterated there with uh, him having no knowledge of that document. Um, 
I can tell you now, he's, he's not too pleased with the whole PGA he would merger. Yeah, that's for sure. So you know, Silence he, is deafening. Well, he, he, him and Rory were really the two that sort of led the charge in a yeah. way, and I guess more Rory because he's been the front man at all the golf tournaments. Tiger hasn't been there. So, yeah, that's going to be a tough one going forward because this new TGL league that, that they were talking about, which is that kind of a Monday night golf night type thing where they've mm. got a simulator and that, that's Tiger's... Tiger's you know, heavily involved with that, but that comes under the PGA Tour's commercial interest as well, which is going to go into this, whatever the, the new entity is going to be between... So they've essentially been forced into a partnership with the PIF as well. Mm, exactly. So I don't think he's too happy about it at the moment. So no. it was quite a statement that he came out with, and, and fair play to him as well. I wouldn't be too happy about the, what's coming out now as well, especially if they're saying they wanted him to say this, yeah. that and the other. Uh, they, they put it in, him in an awkward spot as far as the European tour goes. I mean, before Liv started, the, there was a bit of talk about, okay, is DP World Tour going to join up with Liv and, and, you know, come to some sort of agreement to really strengthen the tour? But, and now you're just saying that, okay, Keith's sending messages across to Jay Monaghan. I mean, that is, that's truly bizarre. I, I didn't know about that. And, I mean, him editing and changing things and almost acting on his behalf, that's just... Very, Mainstream very media were, were, were slow on the uptake of this, but they've gone over them. They believe that they're authentic and verified and they are in the public domain. So, I mean, it just adds another element to what's, what was going on behind the scenes and, and, and how does that those entities, how do they run themselves and are they really player-led? Um, and the, this is all going to play out and it's not going to be wrapped up in the foreseeable future because Liv's done a deal with Spanish golf to play more tournaments there. The players are all expecting, you know, the, the guys who are captains of their Liv teams have actually got a, a stake. Mm. They've been given an investment stake in, in those franchises. So, well, well, this whole agreement that we've been talking about between the PGA Tour, the uh, European Tour and, uh, and, and, and Liv, uh, I think by about the 1st of December, basically, what they have to make a decision is this agreement going forward or not. So we'll know in December at some stage what's going to yep. happen. If it doesn't go through, that's going to be very, very bad for the PGA Tour. And there are the court cases and the inquiry into the Senate, the Senate inquiries into all this deal as well. So it just continues to bubble away and we'll continue to discuss it. Hey, when we come back, a quick mulligan and a quick tip of the week just to wrap up as we just make the short little putt to get home in par on Off the Tee. <laughs> the Rabbit Hole Podcast for tyre power. Know your tyres. Footy club room, how special a place they were. And the antics. Alan Stone's jock smattered with DP, the Black <laughs> Panther sightings, of which I've had one. I think we had a farmer's tip to end all farmer's tips. It might change your life. We spoke about it. The art of the sledge. And the art of negotiation. You've ripped yourself off big time. <laughs> Have a listen. The Rabbit Hole Podcast with Gary and Tim. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. How good's that shot? Nothing feels like a Mizuno. All golfers want to rip them off the tee like that. Get on to MizunoGolf.com and learn more about what Mizuno has on offer for your game. Irons, woods, hybrids, wedges, putters, balls, bags and apparel. Mizuno Golf. Custom fitted, custom built. Find your nearest stockist or fitter at MizunoGolf.com. Nothing feels like a Mizuno. Find where you belong with Harcourts. Here's CEO Tony Morrison. The only thing constant is change, especially in property management. 
From changes in legislation, interest rates, tenants' rights. If you're paying a property manager, they need to be all over it. At Harcourts, it's our mission to keep landlords and tenants informed and to ensure all expectations are met. It's another reason we've been around for over 130 years. Visit harcourts.com.au and rest assured. Every detail about Porsche has to be just right, right down to the way you pronounce their name. It's this unrelenting attention to detail over 35 years that Porsche demanded when selecting Charlie Battisti & Co. as their certified collision center for Porsche. So should the unthinkable happen, Charlie Battisti & Co. will restore your vehicle to Porsche's exacting standards. CharlieBattisti.com.au, Melbourne's finest facility for the repair of prestige German vehicles. The best time to invest was yesterday. The next best time is today. Scythe's helping you score a game-winning deal. The first 100 new users who fund their Scythe account before this week's footy round starts get a cash credit equal to the round's highest winning score. Download the Scythe app, S-Y-F-E. Use code FOOTY and deposit $1,000. Scythe offers investors low-cost Aussie and US stocks, free investing tools and insights, and professionally built smart baskets. T's and C's apply. Visit Scythe.com for more info and seek your own advice to see if this product is right for you. Say hey to the Social Bet with Dabble, where you can see trending bets from your best mates to sports stars. Spot a bet on your feed you likey, and boom, hit that copy bet button. For good vibes, jump into the banter channels. Watch weekly streams and Sky Racing Live with the Dabble community. Go on, download the app, and have a dabble. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. NHP are your local trusted number one choice for everything a Sparky needs. NHP electrical products are available from recognised electrical wholesale stockists with service-ready levels of key products. With NHP's range of globally sourced best-in-class products, you can think global, trust local. When you buy NHP, you're buying 100% Australian-owned and supporting local Aussie jobs. You can find NHP electrical products at your local recognised electrical wholesaler stockist or nhp.com.au. Imagine a brilliant blend of tech-powered, human-centric experiences in a Hyundai SUV. Like advanced engine technology to deliver an effortless drive with superb fuel efficiency. Well, the future is here. Hyundai's range of SUVs from the midsize Tucson to Santa Fe and the premium Palisade are available for delivery. Visit hyundai.com.au or your local showroom to test drive tomorrow's SUV today. T's and C's apply. Imagine that. Hyundai. You're listening to Off The Tee with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Listen back to any part of the show you might have missed by subscribing to the Off The Tee podcast. So we've covered off on all the news of the week for Ping Golf Equipment. Uh, use Ping Golf Equipment so you can play your best. Ping Golf Equipment is custom engineered, custom fit and custom built for you to play your best. Before we get the next tip of the week for Mizuno, a quick mulligan from you who deserves to be handed out a mulligan this week. I've got to give one to Trish Johnson, who plays, uh, she's an, an English uh, woman, and in the LPGA Senior Championship in the US, where Kari Webb was trying to go back-to-back, she won last year, she finished third, 
Uh, Trish had a four-shot lead over Angela Stanford playing the 17th hole and lost by one. So she fin- finished triple bogey-bogey to lose by one. I'll give her a mulligan on that 17th tee shot. It wasn't pretty. Just a bogey-bogey might have just been good enough. Bogey-bogey would have won. <laughs> Even double bogey-bogey to force a playoff. Yeah, there you uh, go. Very nicely done. The mulligan each and every week. Hey, your tip of the week for Mizuno Golf. Hashtag nothing feels like a Mizuno. The email is at offthetee at sen.com.au. I've got one here from Luke mm. in Bendigo who says, G'day, Sam. G'day, Nick. Love the show was watching in amazement as Colin Morikawa continued to spin the ball back, spin the ball back, like the great Shane Warne. Mm. How on earth do <laughs> I get backspin that way? Well, play on soft greens for number one because that's what they had in Detroit. So soft greens always help. In, here in Melbourne, for instance, it's pretty hard in that regard. Number two, clean your grooves. Make sure your grooves are clean because mm. if you've got dirt in your grooves, it's not going to spin, unfortunately. And then number three, it's all about compressing the ball. So you actually want to hit down on the ball a little bit more. Shorter irons, it's much easier to spin the ball back. Longer irons, obviously not. But uh, hit down on the ball and create as much speed through your ball as you can. And that downward compression, that's what creates the backspin. Beautifully done. Read all about it in Nick Ahern's book, How to Play Your Best Golf. Uh, the tip of the week is always for Mizuno Golf. Find your nearest stockist or fitter at mizunogolf.com slash au. Of course, it's the Women's US Open this week. Uh, Live are off to London. Where are the PGA? Uh, the PGA Tour. Where are they going, actually? I, I didn't even have a look at that one. Uh, what's coming up? Let's have a look at that quickly. In just the very short time we've got <laughs> left. Uh, the John Deere Classic at oh, uh, yes. TPC Deer Run. Up in Moline, Illinois. Hey, that's it from us. See you next week. Happy hitting. State of Origin. The rivalry without rival adds another chapter in 2023. Oh, Can Queensland complete a series sweep or will New South Wales save some pride in Sydney? Oh! The battle for state supremacy resumes Wednesday, July 12th. Join Origin Live for all the game's reaction at a core stadium from 7pm. Breakfast with Gary and Tim, back tomorrow morning from 6 on SEN. Light Centre, Night Centre, See the Starry Light Centre, Cruise Centre, Tours Centre, Are You Insured Centre, Stay Young, Have Some Fun, Follow the Sun, Take the Plunge, Easy Done Centre, Island Top, Over the Top, One Stop Shop, Never Stop, Your Centre, Our Centre, Flight Centre, At the Centre for 40 Years. Light Centre. No matter which footy team you cheer for, around one in three of the players will need donated blood in their lifetime. Same goes for the opposition and supporters like you too. Yet only one in 30 people gives blood. That's a lot of potential donors sitting on the bench. So why not be the lifeblood of your footy team and everyone's team? Search Give Blood to book a donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. Profiling Australia's sporting greats on and off the field every Sunday morning at 10am for Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. Join me, Sam Edmund, and very special guests on This Is Your Journey. 10am Sundays on SEN for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. Meet Australia's toughest, most advanced safety boot range. Rotoflex Steel by Blunston. They're built for any kind of work on any kind of work site while still delivering the easy all-day comfort you've come to expect. Rotoflex Steel by Blunston. Coming soon to your local store.
Learn more at blunston.com.au forward slash Rotoflex. Put our innovation to work. From the NRL to supercars, AFL to AFLW. For all the big moments, expert commentary and the latest breaking news, when it happens in sport, SEN has you covered. Find your channel on the SEN app today. This month, all kids 14 and under get to go to the footy for free. Spectacular! That's all games between round 16 and 19 of the 2023 Toyota AFL Premiership season. Join in the school holiday fun as Essendon take on the Adelaide Crows this Sunday, July 9th at Marvel Stadium. So much for kids to do. Plus, great entertainment and giveaways. See you there. You're listening to Off The Tee with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Listen back to any part of the show you might have missed by subscribing to the Off The Tee podcast. Sergio must make this little stubby chip that he's got. Let's see if he wants to fly again or ride. Sergio. Oh, they had a good line. It was a gallant effort by Sergio Garcia. But Taylor... Well, that's not the right audio of Taylor <laughs> Gooch's winning putt at Valderrama. This is. If he can put this one away, he is the Live Golf League champion in Andalusia. He sends it on his way. Oh, oh goodness! Taylor Gooch is the Live Golf League's road warrior. First Adelaide, then Singapore, and you can add Andalusia in beautiful southern Spain. A third victory for Taylor Gooch in 2023. An extraordinary performance once again. A man that's dominating Live Golf and not just winning, but he's beating the best. Uh, He was taking on Bryson DeChambeau and uh, really more head-to-head, but Brooks Kepka was coming as well. It's his third win, as you said. They've all been outside the US, so another $4 million first prize. Um, On his... uh, He he just is in a vein of form that... Mm. No matter what tour you're playing in, Nick... You, you beat what's in front of you, and he's beating them every other week. That's all you can ever ask, really. Yeah. Is, uh, look, someone's got to win, and well, why not it? Why not it? Him, basically. So uh, he's playing some great golf. He's caddy Mel Baker, an Australian. He's loving life mm. at the moment as well because he's getting ten percent of what is it? Three wins at four million. That's twelve million. So he's get one point two million US just for the three wins, plus all the team money as well. So he's yeah. loving it. Uh, I saw team talk. Took out the win, which was great for especially for the local David Puig, the Spaniard. You've talked a fair bit about him about being one of the most promising prospects mm. in golf. He's a very, very much an up and comer that people should look out for. And uh, the only thing about Liv is you're never quite sure what it means. And and you know we've yeah. spoken about this in length before, where yeah, it's 54 holes. There's no cuts. There's no grind going, but. Uh, as the majors have prune, uh, proven with Brooks Kepka and so on, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, these guys are still very, very good players. So, yeah. um, you know, they, they haven't gone away. And obviously with what's going on with the PGA Tour now, it's, it seems as though we're going to get to see a bit more of them as well. Well, I, I think what we do know is that because we've had uh, three majors now to ascertain whether there'd be a drop-off or not, and the answer has been a resounding not because a lot of live guys are featuring at the very pointy end. And as we know, Brooks Kepka won the Masters. So 
now that we know that there's been no real drop-off in their standard, I think it stacks up, this mm. win. that When you're speaking about Ryder Cups to come, I mean, you know, Taylor Gooch has surely got to be, at least there's got to be a conversation about this man. Mm. Oh, I, I think so, yeah, for sure. The, the only difficulty there is where do you fit him in the Ryder Cup team for the US? Because That's a they, good point. Because they are so strong. I was looking at the rankings earlier, and, I mean, the, the top six who are automatic are Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Kepka. Kepka's in there now, obviously. Mm. Uh, Shoffley, Cantlay and Homer. They're six automatics. And then you look at the next six and you think, well, who are you going to leave out? I mean, we've got Keegan Bradley, Jordan Spieth, Morikawa, Cam Young, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler. And Justin Thomas isn't even in that list. So you're mm. thinking, okay, if we're going to have Kepka in there from Liv, what about DJ? What about Bryson? What about Gooch? So where are they all going to fit yeah. in? Zach Johnson, I wouldn't want to be him as captain. He's got some decisions to make. It's actually a great problem to have, <laughs> isn't it? It is. Um, you mentioned, uh, so Cam Smith finished uh, 12th at one under, Matt Jones uh, 17th, Leachman 29th, Jed Morgan 45th. Um, that course was stunning and the crowds were big. Um, the team event won by talk, as you, as you mentioned, that's Neiman, Munoz, Pereira, Puig, uh, Puig? Puig. Puig, okay. Yeah. Uh, they uh, beat, they uh, were five shots clear of the range goats, which is Gooch, Watson, uh, Peters, uh, Varna, the third, and... Crushers were in third, DeChambeau, Lahiri, Casey and Howell, the third, and Ripper, who were sitting in fourth on day two, ended up being 10th out of 12th. And next up, they're in London in three days' time, which is where it all started. Mm. Yeah, they did, didn't it, a year ago? Um, let's quickly mention this man. Numbers, again, are going to tell the story for Bernard Langer. Number 46. For the 65-year-old Bernhard Langer, number one on the all-time list. What a performance this was. Tactical to the end. What more can you say about a man that's had it all said about him, Bernhard Langer winning the 43rd US Senior Open? He is uh, a, f- a freak, uh, quite simply, because at age 65, I don't know how many times he's broken his age now. It'll be several times, I imagine. 12 major wins on the seniors tour, 46 wins to overtake Hal And I mean, that is just longevity at its finest. And the thing about Bernard is I've played with him over the years and practice rounds as well, and he grinds during the week on the practice rounds. I mean, we're talking serious grinding out there, detailing every part of the golf course, and he does that week in, week out. And what did he turn pro when he was 15 or 16? So he's going on almost 50 years as a professional golfer. That is a lot of dedication to your work. How the Aussies go? Uh, Aussies there, well, Rod Pampling had a great uh, start to the week. He was he leading after round one, was up there, I think, second after round two. But unfortunately, in round three, he had a bad day playing with Bernard. But he finished 27th along with Richard Green, tied for 27th as well. Also, the New Zealander, Steve Olker, had a good result as well. He uh, tied for six in that regard. We did forget to mention, actually, earlier, Cam Davis at the Rocket Mortgage had a tied 17th as yeah, well, Yeah, he did. It was, way, a great so. befo- it was the only Aussie to make the cut. He was. Um, those who missed, um, Harrison Endicott, Cam Percy, and uh, Aaron Baddeley as well. When we come back, we've got to touch on Daniel Hillier, what mm. he was able to do, the New Zealander. Uh, we'll have a look ahead to the, uh, the Women's US Open. Uh, at Pebble Beach, which is just phenomenal. We spoke about it last week, Nick, that, you know, the investment uh, or the, 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 the raising in the investment of money that's going into the majors, especially in women's golf, and now the venues that they're um, being booked to play at. It, it's such a positive time in, in the world of women's golf. And it's, it's for some long overdue, but 
better mm-hmm. late than never is what we're saying. And um, the players are, are just so much more, not that they weren't originally, but you can hear it when they speak about the weeks ahead, ahead of the last major uh, and ahead of this, what it means to be playing at, at these courses. It isn't lost on them, the big leap that this is in where um, they sit in the world of golf. So we'll, we'll give a good preview to that. Uh, there's a bit of controversy too in some of these documents that are coming out of one of the antitrust lawsuits that aren't going away. Okay, I look forward to you filling me in on all that. Yeah, I'll get you across it. <laughs> well, Tiger's finally spoken, so whenever he speaks, we listen. Well, he's tweeted. Um, so that's all still to come on off the tee. Well, that's our second shot uh, in the book. We'll come back and uh, play our third. Did we hit the green? We're just off. We've got just to off. play a nice chip. Okay. We'll do that next. <laughs> You're listening to Off The Tee with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Listen back to any part of the show you might have missed by subscribing to the Off The Tee podcast. fortune about the first one but that was absolutely rock solid so daniel hillier survives a nervous moment uh, on 18 and did enough to train a really tricky par putt he went five under in the last four holes nick he eagled both of the par fives in, an, in on either side of a birdie uh to win the british masters um there were seven players, six players tied for the lead going into the final day, and he was able to run them all down and, and hold them out. Yeah, in a way, he came out of nowhere because he wasn't yeah. getting much coverage on the uh, on the TV. But when he, we didn't even see him eagle 15, I think. But he made a nice birdie on 16 where he's in a fairway bunker, hit a great wedge shot there, and then hit two absolute beautiful shots into the par 5, 17th, drains that putt, and all of a sudden they're going... Oh, my gosh, he's got a two-shot lead. We need to find out who this guy is. (laughs) And he made a very, very good two-putt from the back edge uh, on the final hole. That 18th hole of Belfry is just such a divvy. It's just an awkward hole. It's much easier for a right-hander than a left-hander. It's kind of a blind tee shot. You've got to hit over water. You know if you go left, you're in the water. If you go right, there's a bunker there waiting for you, and uh, you just got to trust the goal swing. And then it's not over. You've got to hit a heck of a second shot to keep it on the right level of the green. You've spoken before about playing um, Memorial. Um, Jack Nicholas's event mm. and how intimidating that can be when you're going up at it and you can see him sitting just off the side <laughs> of the green. Well, Nick Faldo, this is his event and he's sitting right there. I can only imagine what Daniel Hilly is feeling, get to meet him afterwards and, and get congratulated. But I could imagine that's also pretty daunting. I think six-time major winner mm. is, is Nick and he's right there as you're trying to <laughs> well, claim... <laughs> And the other a pretty thing is, important title in your rookie season on the DP Tour. And, and if he's in the room, well, you've got to call him Sir Nick, by the way. Yes. He, he likes to be known as Sir oh, he Nick. he does too, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a weird cat, Stickler. let me tell you. Stickler. <laughs> a little bit. But that's what made him so great in, in, yeah. you know, with his career and how many, what do you win, six majors and just a, you know, the, 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 best, uh, the best golfer to come out of the UK. I, I loved that Minwoo Lee, um, he finished uh, tied for 15th and, um, he's fifth on the uh, road to Dubai money order. Um, Daniel Hillier now is inside the top 20 as well, which is big for him. But did you see that around the green, Minwoo Lee, Dave Michaluzzi, I think Blake Windred was there, even though he missed the cut, cheering him on and, and really 
excited to see. I mean, he's a Kiwi, but they're our cousins yeah, across well, the ditch. And those guys were genuinely pumped up for him and celebrated with him. Yeah, they've known him for a long time, obviously 10, 15 years. I saw Min Woo there. I didn't realise Mikaluzzi was next to him until later when I yeah. saw, uh, he saw, was the, saw the replay. If you saw the video, that's, I mean, he's the... <laughs> he's, that, he's that's him. He's doing that. He's the one doing yeah. it. Ah, no, but it's such a great win for Daniel. He's a young player out of New Zealand, as you said. He got his card through the Challenge Tour. He's won there the last couple of years. So now he's got fully exempt status for the next two years. And from what I saw of the coverage, he's a tall, strapping young man and mm. hits the ball an absolute mile and looks to be a star of the future. We're at iconic Pebble Beach oh, yeah. for the Women's US Open. Um, this uh, tournament, um, this field, this venue, what an occasion this is shaping up to be. Can you remember in a time where you felt like that the women's golf world was so, um, it's so evenly placed? Like the, the, you, there's not one, I mean, yes, there's a world number one, but, but there, that, 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 that it's so deep. The talent runs so deep and the chances in this, I mean, you could spend a whole other show trying to go through it, but, geez, they, they have just got such a, a plethora of talent and anyone capable of winning this major. Oh, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, Jin Young-Ko, what did she just break the, world, the, the record for most weeks at number one? But yep. right behind her is Nellie Cordia, Lydia Ko, uh, Lydia Ko, Lilia Vu, Running Yin, who we saw win the other week. Minji Lee, Ataya yep. Titikal. I mean, there's just so many great players. Leona Maguire's there. And I, you're right, I haven't seen uh, the list if you go down. Almost the top 20 ladies, it's so deep. You throw a blanket over them. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Whereas before, it was usually there was three or four and you go kind of not the rest, but there was, yep. there was a separation. Now there's not much separation at all. And when you go to such an iconic venue like Pebble Beach, as you mentioned, you're going to just licking your lips going, who is going to separate themselves from the rest and who's going to play this golf course in the best fashion because it is such a unique property and you'll see so many drone views because it's just, oh. it's, a, it's a magnificent place Monterey, to play golf. Yeah. Uh, coast uh, in, where, 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 where? Carmel. 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 Which, Some of the which area, which, which uh, north? Uh, north, north of LA, yeah, yeah, yeah north yeah. of LA, and sort of halfway in between San Fran and yeah, it's probably about uh, I think it's two or three hours south of San Francisco. Yeah, it's extraordinary terrain Just and and quite dramatic. And the scary thing is, setting. it's not the best course in the area because next door is Cypress Point, <laughs> which is number one uh, course in the world according to the top one hundred golf courses. So, mm. what's the secret to Pebble Beach? That's a good question. Uh, distance control is massive around there because the greens are quite small, not very big, and they are poa, poa anagrass, which – so the putting, it can be a challenge because late in the day they get bumpy and a bit spongy and the ball can yep. just go everywhere. So you've got to have a lot of patience, but you've also, most importantly, got to keep the ball under the hole there. Because they're small greens, you're going to get some very, very quick downhill chips, downhill putts. So you want to be below the hole as much as you possibly can – Look, the, the women, they, they very rarely miss fairway, so that won't be an issue. But how long they make the golf course for them, I don't know where they're going to put the tees for them. But it's not traditionally a very long golf course. But it's the, the closing holes from about, you know, from the short par three-seventh. I mean, that's a fascinating hole down the hill. Eight across the chasm there, nine, ten, and then you make your way back from there. It's just a, just a brilliant finish, especially, you know, 17 and 18. We've seen so many historic golf shots hit over those couple of holes over the years. Uh, so the Aussies in contention, we've got five who are going to tee off uh, in a couple of days' time. 
Uh, Minji Lee, obviously the defending champion uh, of the 2022 uh, US Women's Open. Hannah Green, who um, won the uh, the Women's PGA in 2019. Grace Kim, uh, who was the highest placed Australian in the uh, the Women's PGA last uh, two weeks ago when she was tied for 14th. Gabby Ruffles and an amateur, um, who I don't know much about, Nick. Madison Hinson Tolchard or Tolcard? Tolchard? That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> 21 years of age, an All-American out of Oklahoma State University. So what an occasion for her. So the five Aussies, but let's just start with Minji Lee, the defending champion. Well, I mean, if you've ever watched Minji play golf, you think, how does she ever hit a bad shot with that golf swing? It's one Mm. of the best golf swings in the world. Again, she's starting to come back into some form of late after struggling earlier in the year, and, and I think she's got a great shot at this title. Uh, Sixth on tour for greens in regulation. You've spoken about the tightness of Mm. the greens. Um, at Pebble Beach, that's going to hold her in some, in pretty good stead. Very much so, yeah. As I said, distance control and keeping the ball under the hole is so, so important there. And, uh, you know, we've almost got a, a clone in the golf swing of Hannah Green, very similar to Minji Lee's swing as well, and she's one of the best ball strikers. I know you're going to talk about Hannah, but, uh, yeah. again, her form has been a little bit sporadic of late. She didn't have a great... Uh, uh, major in, in the last event, but you never no. know with Hannah. She can just pick it up uh, at the drop of a hat. Uh, Earlier this year, won the JM Eagle uh, LA Championship. So has uh, had a win this year, but um, her, yeah, you, you spoke about her iron play, which especially in the wind too, your control of your irons, that coastal gale that can come in off there, um, that will hopefully be of advantage to her. I'm really excited about Grace Kim. Interesting that when when I interviewed her the other week, Nick, and you can catch up on that, sen.com.au, just seems so assured. And the performance um, finishing tied for 14th at the, the women's PGA was every bit of that. Um, I've just, I just got a feeling. Just yeah. got a feeling. Yeah, it might not be a win, but it'll certainly be name up in lights again. Yeah, she's, she's got a great all-around game, a wonderful short game, beautiful putter. And from tee to green, you think, again, I mean, it's just rock solid. So... She's having the, the, a career season so far. Still only very young, yep. obviously. But, uh, Three so top much, 20s in the last four starts. Yeah, so much to look forward to with her career going forward. And whether it happens this week or not, that's okay. But it's just great experience to, for her to play yep. these big events on these uh, big stages. How good would it be if they paired her and Rose Yang oh, together, the US rookie, mm. um, who's going to be a star as well? Gabby Ruffles, um, so tied, uh, who's 193rd in the world. Her best finish was in 2020. She tied for 13th. And she tied for 13th... Um, uh, yeah, tied for 13th in the 2020 uh, US Open. So, and sorry, tied for 24th uh, at the Women's PGA. So, uh, played well. Yeah, she's uh, she's played quite a number of majors already. I think she's had six top 25s in her career for such a young uh, young professional now and obviously played mm. a number of those when she was an amateur. And her and Rose Zhang were really going head-to-head. I mean, they were, mm. both played the U.S. Open, uh, U.S. Amateur final when Rose defeated Gabby Ruffles. So, she knows a lot about her and... Uh, her game is just very rock solid again. She had another really good week in the last major, and uh, she's just she's just uh, making some great inroads. You know, every time you see her, she's just getting better and better and better. And it's kind of it's a bit of a slow burn in a way. She's not really making dramatic leaps. She's just getting slightly better every week, and that's what you really look for in a young pro's career. She's also played the TaylorMade Golf Pebble Beach Invitational twice, and there's a, th- a line of thought that. That's going to be an advantage because some of the, the pros, and including some of the top-ranked players, who have never played it before. So they'll get a look, obviously, in, in warm-ups and stuff, but that co- bit of course knowledge. Oh, for sure. Experience is everything around uh, Pebble Beach because there are certainly some places you do not want to go. And 
you know, you have your practice rounds to figure those things out, but the more golf you've played there previously, the better off you're going to be. Uh, and Madison Hinson Tolchard uh, is a Western Australian amateur too, uh, but doing really good things on, on the college circuit. So um, won the Big 12 Conference individual title, finishing a tie for sixth at the Augusta Women's Invitational and finished solo fourth at the NCAA Division One Championships. We wish her all the best as well. Who's your tip uh, for the winner and then best placed Aussie? Ooh, that's a good one, isn't it? Uh... You know, I'd normally say Nellie Corder in something like this, but her form hasn't quite been there of late. She didn't play. Did she miss the cut at Bolsa's role, didn't she, I think? But I think uh, so, yeah. I've got to go on Aussie and Minji Lee. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say that Grace Kim is going to mm. be the best-placed Aussie. Okay. Uh, I'd love to see Minji Lee go back-to-back. Um, the the family are doing brilliant things at the moment, and yep. I reckon there's a bit of competitive stuff between the two of them. So, okay, yeah, um, we're getting a lot of attention at the moment. <laughs> they don't mind throwing a few barbs at each other in in good Indeed. fun. Um, but I'm actually going to back in Nelly Corder. Okay, again, I I think that it's, you know rank number two in the world, mm. and this is a big occasion. She's spoken a fair bit about how this is how important this is to be. Um, she would have been really. Filthy on her performance at the women's PGA, and I think will bounce back substantially. I know it's repeating what I said two weeks ago, but I honestly think that she'll bounce back in a big way. Um, just before we uh, head into our fourth shot mm. uh, and our fourth segment, uh, your tip of the week, the Mulligan this week as well. And if we've got time, we'll add another element to uh, the 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 um, the ultimate golfer that we're building. So the news around the commercial alliance at the PIF, the PGA, and the DP—they've got uh, entered into a. Not a merger, even though they use that language themselves. It is uh, an alliance. So uh, the stories of the week are that there's documents that are finding their way out into the public forum. First tweeted out by a golf podcaster and tweeted Desert Duffer, uh, LLG, on Twitter. Uh, antitrust lawsuit filed in Palm Beach, Florida, by Larry Clayman, who's Patrick Reed's lawyer, but it's not actually on behalf of Patrick Reed. He's seeking class action status on behalf of golf fans and he believes the PGA's bans on live players prevented fans from getting the best possible players competing against each other and therefore the best product. So this is one of the lawsuits that won't go away because they've dropped all legal action against each other, the PIF um, and the PGA Tour. Um, So the documents have provided some compelling viewing. Amongst a few of those things was essentially that the PGA Tour at one stage before Liv came into being, when they had a deal going in 2020, essentially looking to buy the DP World Tour mm. or a controlling interest, despite the documents showing. And these have been verified by mainstream media as well, including Sports Illustrated. Um, they described the, the European Tour Group as an underinvested and borderline distressed asset, but they wanted to enhance that relationship by getting control of the European uh, side of the Ryder Cup. Um, it would have been a very hefty revenue boost. The Ryder Cup all, uh, pretty much subsidises the DP World Tour over the four-year period for each uh, biannual event. Um, the circuit loses money in non-Ryder Cup years. So essentially the PGA Tour are keen to buy it or buy into, uh, take on their debt and have a controlling interest in that tour. And they actually had written agreements signed up for that. Then they would have got the revenue boost because they don't get much of the cut, the PGA Tour, from from the Ryder Cup. They get a percentage of the TV rights, but... They don't really get a whole lot of uh, that pie. Um, it also revealed that despite the strategic alliance that the two tours struck in 2020, in 2021, uh, Keith Pelly, the DP World Tour CEO, was actually engaged in dialogue with, and in the emails, uh, a Majed, um, which I'm assuming is CEO of Saudi Golf and Live Managing Director Majed Al-Saror, and Yasir, um, who I'm assuming is Yasir Al-Rumayan, about working together 
about establishing a, a better relationship. And so much so that he was sending emails, according to these documents, he was sending emails to Jay Monaghan, the, <laughs> the, the, the commissioner of the PGA, to, a, to edit them. And he was editing the wording, the spelling, the grammar, and that was six months before Lived launched. And, and some of these documents were showing that prior to the Live um, agreement, that the DP and PGA Tour, they were making deals that weren't actually backed by the players and the player representation. Um, Tiger Woods' name gets brought into this because apparently at a 2022 meeting ahead of the uh, the Farmers, or the Travellers, sorry, mm-hmm. there was um, key points that they wanted him to um, reiterate that Jay's the man for the fight and everyone should do what Tiger's doing and that's to tell them to go... F themselves and they had all these different things to, thump, you know, thump the desk and rally the troops kind of thing. Well, Tiger's come out and said that in a tweet, and it's the first time he's actually spoken about this whole thing. Yes. <laughs> that he has no knowledge of those talking points and it's the first time he's ever read them and he wasn't even at that meeting. Well, so it's distancing himself yeah. from the establishment is mm. the way that I read it. It wasn't the Delaware delegation where he was there with Ricky and, and, and Rory and all that, but he said he wasn't at this meeting. That's just the broad strokes. It's worth reading them. It's worth going and having a look at all of them. What, what's your impressions of the broad strokes I've just given you and what you've read about it? Well, I haven't read a lot about it. I've, I knew about the Tiger thing, and, and I've been a bit surprised that he hasn't come out and, and said anything as of yet uh, mm. except what, what you just reiterated there with uh, him having no knowledge of that document. Um, I could tell you now he's he's not too pleased with the whole PGA merger. Yeah, that's for sure. So you know, silence he, is deafening. Well, he he him and Rory were really the two that sort of led the charge in a mm. way, and I guess more Rory because he's been the front man at all the golf tournaments. Tiger hasn't been there, so yeah, that's going to be a tough one going forward because this new TGL league that they were talking about, which is that kind of a Monday night golf night type thing where they've mm. got a simulator and that. That's Tiger's. Tiger's, you know, heavily involved with that, but that comes under the PGA Tour's commercial interest as well, which is going to go into this, whatever the the new entity is going to be between... they've essentially been forced into a partnership with the PIF as well. Mm, Exactly. So I don't think he's too happy about it at the moment. So it was quite a statement that he came out with, and and fair play to him as well. I wouldn't be too happy about what's coming out now as well, especially if they're saying they wanted him to say this, that and the other. Uh, they, they put it in, him in an awkward spot as far as the European tour goes. I mean, before Liv started, the, there was a bit of talk about, okay, is DP World Tour going to join up with Liv and, and, you know, come to some sort of agreement to really strengthen the tour? But, and now you're just saying that, okay, Keith's sending messages across to Jay Monaghan. I mean, that is, that's truly bizarre. I, I didn't know about that. And, I mean, him editing and changing things and almost acting on his behalf, that's just... Very, Mainstream very media were, were, were slow on the uptake of this, but they've gone over them. They believe that they're authentic and verified and they are in the public domain. So, I mean, it just adds another element to what's, what was going on behind the scenes and, and, and how does that those entities, how do they run themselves and are they really player-led? Um, and the, this is all going to play out and it's not going to be wrapped up in the foreseeable future because Liv's done a deal with Spanish golf to play more tournaments there. The players are all expecting, you know, the, the guys who are captains of their Liv teams have actually got a, a stake. Mm. They've been given an investment 
stake in in those franchises. So, well, well, this whole agreement that we've been talking about between the PGA Tour, the uh, European Tour, and uh, and 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 Live, uh, I think by about the first of December, basically, what they have to make a decision is this agreement going forward or not. So we'll know in December at some stage what's going to yep. happen. If it doesn't go through. That's going to be very, very bad for the PGA Tour. And there are the court cases and the inquiry into the Senate, the Senate inquiries into all this deal as well. So it just continues to bubble away and we'll continue to discuss it. Hey, when we come back, a quick mulligan and a quick tip of the week just to wrap up as we just make the short little putt to get home in par on Off the Tee. <laughs> You're listening to Off The Tee with Nick O'Hearn and Sam Hargraves. Listen back to any part of the show you might have missed by subscribing to the Off The Tee podcast. So we've covered off on all the news of the week for Ping Golf Equipment. Uh, use Ping Golf Equipment so you can play your best. Ping Golf Equipment is custom engineered, custom fit and custom built for you to play your best. Before we get the next tip of the week from Mizuno, a quick mulligan from you who deserves to be handed out a mulligan this week. I've got to give one to Trish Johnson, who plays, uh, she's an, an English uh, woman, and in the LPGA Senior Championship in the US, where Kari Webb was trying to go back-to-back, she won last year, she finished third. Uh, Trish had a four-shot lead over Angela Stanford playing the 17th hole and lost by one. So she fin- finished triple bogey-bogey to lose by one. I'll give her a mulligan on that 17th tee shot. It wasn't pretty. Just a bogey-bogey might have just been good enough. Bogey-bogey would have won. <laughs> Even double bogey-bogey to force a playoff. Yeah, there you uh, go. Very nicely done, the mulligan, each and every week. Hey, your tip of the week for Mizuno Golf, hashtag nothing feels like a Mizuno. The email is at offthetee at sen.com.au. I've got one here from Luke mm. in Bendigo who says, G'day, Sam. G'day, Nick. Love the show. Was watching in amazement as Colin Morikawa continued to spin the ball back, spin the ball back like the great Shane Warne. Mm. How on earth do I get backspin that way? Well, play on soft greens for number one because that's what they had in Detroit. So soft greens always help. Here in Melbourne, for instance, it's pretty hard in that regard. Number two, clean your grooves. Make sure your grooves are clean because Mm. if you've got dirt in your grooves, it's not going to spin, unfortunately. And then number three, it's all about compressing the ball. So you actually want to hit down on the ball a little bit more. Shorter irons, it's much easier to spin the ball back. Longer irons, obviously not. But... uh, Hit down on the ball and create as much speed through your ball as you can. And that downward compression, that's what creates the backspin. Beautifully done. Read all about it in Nick O'Hearn's book, How to Play Your Best Golf. Uh, the tip of the week is always for Mizuno Golf. Find your nearest stockist or fitter at mizunogolf.com slash au. Of course, it's the Women's US Open this week. Uh, Live are off to London. Where are the PGA? Uh, the PGA Tour. Where are they going, actually? I, I didn't even have a look at that one. Uh, what's coming up? Let's have a look at that quickly. In just the very short time we've got <laughs> left. Uh, the John Deere Classic at ah, uh, yes. TPC Deer Run. Up in Moline, Illinois. Hey, that's it from us. See you next week. Happy hitting. <laughs>